0: Welcome to The Positive Effect. My name's April Sobral, and I am the founder of RetailU.ca and the author of The Positive Effect, a retail leader's guide to changing the world. I've had an amazing 25 year career in retail where I've traveled across the globe. I have worked and inspired thousands of leaders. And in this weekly podcast, I bring to you my retail friends and network conversations that will inspire you and encourage you to further your career in retail or beyond. We talk about leadership lessons learned and tips and tricks that can help you be a successful leader. So get ready to be inspired and if you're looking for more leadership development, sign up at www.retailuuniversity.ca. And I'll see you on a live call soon. Okay, we're live. It's Wednesday. And I'm April Sabrell. This is The Positive Effect. I can see some of you joining in the feed. Um, I'm really excited today to have Kit Campoy on the line um, to have some amazing conversations and some fun chats about retail. Um, so, welcome, Kit, to the call. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you for the invite.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so, before we get started, um, just if you're joining us for the first time, put your name in the feed, tell us where you're coming from, because we have an amazing global retail community now that continues mm-hmm. to grow every week and i'm going to ask you as always to share this tag somebody in your retail community so that they can find this conversation and you can also subscribe to apple podcasts and spotify i'll put all of that in the post and with that we'll get started so i'm so excited to have you on this show because i follow you on linkedin and your posts i feel like go viral in our community they get so much engagement so Tell us, Kit. If, if nobody, you know, if, if you haven't, if you don't know Kit, you need to go and follow her right now and read everything <laughs> she writes because it's amazing. But tell us who you are, a bit about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You want to start? Yeah.
1: So um, I live in Southern California and I had a career in retail. It was over 20 years. I lost count at some point. Um, and I absolutely loved working in retail. Um, Running teams was probably like the biggest privilege of my life. I absolutely loved it. Um, And worked for various companies. I was a store manager for a few, kind of worked my way up to Um, bigger buildings and bigger teams and like on and on and on. Um, And then (laughs) was kind of at the point where I knew I could not physically work retail forever because it's such a physically demanding, difficult job. Yeah. Um, And so about three years ago, I started um, building a writing career um, alongside my retail career. And in February, um, I left retail and, um, went to freelance, right. Full time. And, um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Really leaving, leaving retail was the heart. I think I cried for two <laughs> weeks straight. It was so hard. Um, I loved it so much. I, the, my last building I had run for nine years. Wow. Um, and so everybody there was there because of me and I just, I yeah I cried for two weeks so but now I write full-time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well good for and, you, good for you um, that you turned a side hustle into like a full-time career that's kind of yeah. inspiring for people to listen to as well that mm-hmm. are in our retail community but I can totally relate to that like we were talking right before we got on live right of like missing that team every day mm-hmm. and walking into the building so.
1: There is nothing like it yeah so now I'm I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I joke that LinkedIn is my part-time job uh, because I'm just on LinkedIn all the time. I've met the best people on LinkedIn um, and I'm just on there every day advocating for um, people in the field. And I want to give people that have never worked retail or who never have worked a customer facing job, kind of a little taste of, you know, what it's like Mm. to be on the floor or to be in charge of a building that big, or receive shipment, or work in open to close. Like, you know, I think a lot of people have no idea what that's like. So I think to your point, I think that's why a lot of, you know, my posts do kind of go viral within the community, because nobody is really talking about those things.
0: Yeah, no, it resonates with so many people, because you're Mm -hmm. speaking like that internal retail language of like, we understand what we do, like me and Ron talk Mm -hmm. about this all the time. And like, we always Mm -hmm. demystify, like, for my entire career, I remember like people being Oh, you just sell clothes, right? And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, do they know (laughs) what we do? They don't, they don't. Yeah. So yeah, I love like you talk that language of like, you know, what's happening and you're like cheering people on. It's almost like you're having this one-minute meeting with like a broader audience <laughs> now, right? Like with what yes. people are going through. I read a post yesterday that you shared about um, you know, somebody shopping in a store and then then what they said to you in front of you mm-hmm. with their daughter and so and I saw all the engagement and I was like, you know, if you had to demystify a retail career, right? Like what would you tell somebody? Um, like, why why would you advocate for somebody to go into a retail career? What are they going to learn in retail? Oh
1: my gosh! Uh, because you learn how to run a business. Mm. That's really like the short, the shortest way I can say it is, you learn every aspect of running a business. You learn how to uh, hire people, interview people, coach people um you learn how to you know write schedules you learn how to look at your business um globally and really analyze like what's working what's not working if we make this change does this work so i think you know for anyone who's interested in you know learning about business uh retail will teach you absolutely everything yeah and the best part is if you make a change you get to see the results immediately you know you get that feedback right away like you don't need to wait and look at some chart you're in your building every single day so you can see if this is working or not working
0: Mm. and uh, yeah a hundred percent that's what I loved about it you could see the immediate impact of your result Mm -hmm. compared to like any other career and just that whole in service aspect I was shopping with a friend this week and there was an issue and so that I was like, hold on, let me get the customer service number. I'm in the store. I'm like calling customer service, <laughs> solving it all. And I'm like, I love solving customer <laughs> issues. It makes me feel good. That's like, actually one of the things I miss the most. I'm like, you got customer issues, like call me. Cause I just love solving them, you know?
1: Yes, like, yes.
0: All so funny so Same here. so what's one of your biggest leadership lessons learned and i love asking these kind of questions because it's sh- we can share our knowledge with so many people on this platform so what's one of those big leadership lessons that you learned in your career put your people first hmm. put your team members
1: first and advocate for them um like like beyond anything else so Because, and I don't want to, you know, sit here and be like, ah, companies are the worst. I mean, you know, companies need to make money. That's why we're there is to make them money. However, as a leader, you know your team better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your boss may say like, oh, you know, can this person work six days? Or can this person do this? Or can you add this to your plate? And a lot of times as a leader, you have to say, no, I, mm. that's not going to work for us because I need to protect, you know, the physical and mental health of my team. So say no, when you have to say no, give your people breaks. <laughs> people don't always get breaks, which really drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, give your people breaks, uh, make them take their breaks, make them take their lunch breaks. If they ask for time off, you know, do absolutely everything in your power to give them time off i know you can't really get like the week of christmas off but um you know that was always my biggest thing it's just like I'm really there like in servitude of you. Like, Mm. how can I help you do your job better? It's really not about me. Um, So that's my biggest takeaway from leading teams is just to like put those people first.
0: I think that's hard. Yeah. And that's so true. I think it's hard when there's like you said, there's a pressure on sales and Mm -hmm. you can feel that pressure coming down. And you as the manager have to kind of be that person that's that in between between corporate and, you know, and you know, the store team, like you said, every day, because you're with them all the time. So it's kind of like, you know, being that kind of buffer that filter and maintaining that positive energy and like listening to people. So how how do you do that? Because like, there's a lot of managers that aren't, they, they feel that pressure, right? Like, I can remember going back to being when I was a store manager, and I had store visits. And I was like, I, I knew what I wanted to do and say, but like, also, I was kind of like, I felt like I had to kind of go this way you know so how do managers maintain that uh
1: it just takes a lot of practice and Mm. i don't think i was you know i wasn't always great at that um and it is really really challenging you do get all that pressure from the top and a lot of managers you know can't really like filter that and they take it out on their they stress out and they take it out on their teams and i think you know, just practice being honest with your team too. like, just tell them what's going on, like, hey, you know, this is the direction that we're getting. And um, I'm actually a little stressed out about it. So if you could help me with XYZ, that would be great. And then, you know, just get out of the get out of the building, take a walk
0: yeah <laughs> take That's a, a walk helpful. go grab a
1: coffee and then um but that was always and lean on your other support managers too to help you i think where leaders get into trouble is they you know they aren't transparent or they try to do everything themselves and then other their support leaders are kind of like well what's going on how can we help you so i think you know just really lean on your support managers and be honest with them and just say like You know i used to do that all the time if i couldn't we all know that days get really busy and a lot of times um i would be floor coverage when i had to write a schedule and that was the most stressful thing (laughs) In the world to me, because I just knew, oh my gosh, I have all this stuff I have to do, but I'm floor coverage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would just lean on my support managers and say, can you call someone in or can you do this or that? Like, I need, I'm really stressed out. I need to get off the floor and just get this done. And they always, people always would rise to the occasion and pull together and and help me, so.
0: Yeah, I think we have to remember that, right? Like, development mm. is every day, like, when you're not just delegating things, but, like, actually working with your team and keeping them motivated and giving them things, because I find a lot of managers, like, no, I have to do it all. Like, I train mm. a lot of workshops now, right? And it's like, I have to do it all, and I'm like – You have like a team of like maybe 50 people, maybe 10 people, but maybe 50 people in the building, right? Like what can they do to help you? And and they're like, oh yeah, right. Like I don't have to do it all myself. You don't have to do it all. Yeah. I mean, I I learned that when I was a manager at Banana Republic, I had a team that would call me all the time and I was like so proud of it. I was like, oh yeah, they're calling me all the time. And then I realized, oh, they're calling me all the time because I'm not (laughs) trusting them. Like I'm not teaching them, right? That's why I'm so passionate about teaching leaders to be a coach and like how to train people but yes. um but yeah it's a for sure it's like a it's a skill that you learn over the years and it sounds like you had a really big team in your last team.
1: I did in the last store yeah there was 50 at our peak. Wow. So for back to school and holidays we would like ramp up to like 50 60 sales associates and then we only had there was only four managers and then my visual person I considered a manager she had keys to the building and she ran her own team um so yeah a lot of
0: people so how do you keep 50 people motivated and happy
1: (laughs) uh it's it's up to everybody it's up to everybody and I think you know you set the tone when you walk in the building every day Mm -hmm. you know so if you come in and are positive and are like oh gosh you know hey it's crazy but like we're gonna get through it. So I think positive attitude, and I think, you know, you really have to get to know all of those people and work with all of those people. So your schedule has to be really varied. You have to open and close. You have to work shipment some days so that you really get to chat with everybody kind of one-on-one. and they kind of get a feel to know you mm. as well. I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. What's one of your most memorable moments in your retail career?
1: Oh my goodness. Um, a few years ago, I don't know, there's so many. Um, a few years ago, uh, my building got a full remodel uh, and we were like the first one in our district. We were high volume. Yeah, as it as it was, but we got a full remodel. um, And we worked, oh, my gosh, I think I worked 14 hour overnights, you know, to do all of this swapping and this and that the store and getting it ready. Um, And just that day, I. I was just, I never thought I would get like, cause I'm not like a very emotional person. Um, but that first day, that was kind of our grand opening of our newly remodeled store, just, and everybody was so excited and everybody, you know, the customers, we had a very loyal community customer base. So, all of our regulars were so excited that we were getting this big remodel. And I just remember walking around the sales floor that day, just like, like so proud Mm. of what we had done. And like, look at our beautiful store. We did all this work and everyone was so excited about it. So that, that really stands out as like, I kind of started to like almost cry. And I was like, Wow. I'm not not a crier at all, but I was so proud. I was so
0: proud. Oh, I love those stories. Those are those moments where, you know, I I say in the positive effect the book that I feel like retail managers are like positive change makers. Mm -hmm. You know, like you like open a new store and like have your whole community come in and have the team Mm -hmm. feel really proud. And that in itself, that experience is such a bubble of joy that is like if you could just package that and like get other people to experience Uh, it because I've been in so many store openings where it's just we're so excited and we get to share that and just the the teamwork of working together right and seeing everybody pull things together there's nothing else like that in my experience than when you do that in a retail store
1: it's amazing because you know you know everybody that worked on it you know we had the whole district we had people come together to work those overnight shifts and fold denim and stuff backpacks and move hardware and so when you see like the finished product and everything is just clean and shiny and folded perfectly it's it's you know and everyone is so excited it's it's brilliant
0: I yeah. love it I can see Ron he just put that retail pride in the comment <laughs> <laughs> yes 100% <laughs> I love it. So what's um what's a what's one of the best pieces of advice that you were given by maybe a leader, a peer, or somebody in your career that you could share with us?
1: The best piece of advice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. I think the best piece of advice is especially when you get in like a store manager position because it gets very overwhelming because you have so much to do and, um, priority order is really hard. And a lot of people struggle with priority order when they get into a store manager position or above. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so every day you kind of go into the building and think, um, you know, only do what you can do. Mm. So as a store manager, like, yeah, I could sort that shipment or like I could write that schedule, right? So if you're kind of struggling, it's like, okay, you have to get done what you have to get done. So do like do what you have to do first. do the store manager stuff first, make sure that is like squared away and taken care of and organized. And then once that's done, then you get to help with everything. And then you can sort shipment. then you can be on the floor and run go backs and chat with customers, but do your job first.
0: That's such good advice. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a moment of going back in time to being a store manager at the beginning of this year with a client because I was helping her in a small boutique and just running the floor and doing <laughs> a million things. <laughs> Cause I haven't no. done that for quite some time. And I was like, how do you guys do it? Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I was like, you're like magicians. You're like, like the master of like getting a million things done. And I see so many people on LinkedIn, you know, talking about like, it's hard to get out of retail, to get another job, to go into a different field. But there's store managers, honestly, are the ma- masters at getting things done, like speed and effectiveness and efficiency, managing multitask, multi priorities, right? Like it's it's a huge asset to any other organization. I find
1: huge. And that's part of the reason that I advocate for retail leaders every day is because I do hear, you know, people want to get out of retail or want to make a change. Um, And I get it. I totally get it. It's, it's so, it's such a hard job, but I'm baffled by, you know, people, all these retail leaders that, you know, say like, Oh, They don't, you know, they don't think I have experience in this or that, or like, I have not done this before, so I can't do this job. And I'm like, if you've run a retail store, you can literally do anything. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I, like you could do anything. I would not have been able to, um, be like a solo entrepreneur if I had not been a store manager, Mm. there's no way. Like I learned how to do all of what I do now in retail.
0: I think it's confidence, right, as well, a lot of it. And, like, really, like, how you translate that skill of what you do to what you're doing now. Because, I mean, I've been coaching and doing leadership development for, like, ever in a day. Like, I remember when Mm -hmm. I applied for a learning and development director job at one retailer and they said, oh, no, no, you're not educated in training and development and L&D. And, like, this will never be your full thing. You'll never go into human resources. I was like, I've been developing leaders for years. But yes. I also lacked the confidence to go and start a coaching business and, and really say I'm a coach because I didn't ne- maybe have the qualifications or this or that. And so I had to, I took some coaching certificates to like, you know, so I have the qualification. Did it make me a different coach? It didn't. Like I'm the same right. coach and develop the same way and coach the same way that I did for 20 years. So I want to encourage people as well to like, if you're thinking about that, first of all, read Kit's, posts because (laughs) you do a really good job of articulating what a manager does because I remember for a long time when people would ask me what I did I'd be like "Um, I don't know how to say it like I don't Mm -hmm. know how to translate what I do in retail to make it relatable to other things so I think that's a part of it as well right like how do you take what you know and then be able to transfer that right
1: yeah, 100%. And that's, that's actually why I started writing about leadership It's because I couldn't explain it. Mm-hmm. I had no I went to an interview a couple years ago. And I did so bad. I bombed that interview terribly. And I went, you know, I went home and I thought, I do this every day. Why can't I explain what I do? It you know, like, why is this so hard? So I started to study and write about leadership to figure out how to explain what it is that we do every day and what makes us so good at our jobs and how to coach people and what are the best practices. Like, because it is so hard to articulate for some reason.
0: Yeah, and that's what happened to me when I started studying John Maxwell leadership. It gave me the language mm-hmm. to actually explain what I do. That's exactly what happened. Because yes, a lot of us in retail just kind of get promoted, grow up, get more responsibility because we're just delivering great results. And that comes through leading a team of people the right mm-hmm. way, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's just, and I, I, I think... I don't know, I lose track of where I write about stuff, but I wrote about this once where I would have, you know, when I would hire new support managers and they would come into the building and they would say, I don't, all of your team, everybody gets along, everyone gets along. How do you do that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. I'm cause I'm cool to people. Like that was my answer. Like, I don't know. I just, people get along and it's because, you know, I actually listened to what people had to say and I wanted to hear how to make the store better. And, um, I put my people first like, that's how come everybody got along and how come everyone wanted to, come into work every day, really, Mm. you know?
0: And I think sometimes when you're naturally good at leading other people as well, um, when you have visits, you just kind of like, I've heard this a lot, like, oh, I don't need to go to that, especially when I was a VP. It's like, I don't need to go to that store, that store's fine, the manager's really good, like, I don't need to visit it. So then how do you know what you're doing well? And how do you know how to say that? Because I find that happens a lot. It's like, oh, no, they're really good. And you have a visit, it's like, oh, no, everything's great. But like, you know, we've got to be better at giving specific fact-based feedback so that you know exactly why you're getting the results that you're doing as well, objectively, right?
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, because I was that store that got skipped, right? Like, I was like, oh, that store's fine. Like, we don't need to go there. Or they would visit for, like, five – you know, we would do – you know, make sure the store was super clean we'd walk around with like these swiffers in our pockets and <laughs> dusting everything and making sure the building looked beautiful and then they would come and pop in for like you know five minutes and we were like okay well yeah. thanks for stopping by so yeah absolutely like even the talented manager even the stores you think you don't need to worry about like they they need
0: feedback feedback. as well. Mm -hmm. And I find writing really helps actually, because I didn't write for years, like being in retail and operations, you know, there's a joke that like operators never read anything. (laughs) I remember sending out (laughs) operational little directives and like, Getting 25 questions, I'm like, it is in the directive, you know, like you did read it. yes. But, yes. but I was one of those people that was just never, you know, I always thought, oh, I, I'm not a writer. And now I'm like, oh no, I, I am. But I think writing mm-hmm. itself, just journaling every day. There's lots of books, there's lot of lots of self-help mm-hmm. books about that, that really help you kind of put everything down on paper, can really help you get it out of, you know, what you love to do, what your strengths are. And that's what I love about your mm-hmm. writing, because it really articulates it in point form, what a retail manager does, you know, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The bullet journal. I don't know if you've ever read that, that? The bullet, the bullet journal method. Mm-hmm. It's a book about, so basically the guy that wrote it, he had, um, ADD and he just could never keep himself on track. And he was like, how come everyone around me is getting things done? And I can't like keep track of what's going on. So he just takes a blank journal. Um, and he just, he uses it as like a to-do list, but also as like a recap of the day. Um, and I think it's really helpful, especially for me now. Cause I just, you know, work at my kitchen table. So by the end of the day, I'm like, I have no idea what I did. And I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, I'm so, what did I do today? I'm so tired. So just taking a couple minutes at the end of the day to kind of jot, like just bullet okay, I accomplished all of these things, it's really helpful. And, you know, for retail leaders could do that as well, just quickly jot down, these are all the things that I accomplished today. You know, it could take you like five minutes. Um, But then when you look back, you can see like, oh, gosh, why am I exhausted? You know, and then you could go look through your bullet journal and be like, oh, that's why.
0: Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I think that's great for retail managers because it literally mm-hmm. takes five minutes, and we're all like time-starved. I know that, so oh, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. So what? What? Like, if you were gonna give, it's, it's coming up on time. I always say the show goes like like this. It goes so fast. <laughs> it goes so fast. But you've <sighs> been such a joy to have on the show. <laughs> so I'm gosh. like, what's like, what's kits advice or like what are you thinking about what are you writing about are you writing anything for holiday for peak season for anything are you like mulling anything over on that like what can we I have expect? not
1: you know what's so funny is my LinkedIn posts I do not write ahead of time I just sit down at my computer and I kind of think about what time of year is it and what's happening in the re what would I be doing if I was still in retail um you know or I hear something and then it kind of like triggers a memory and so I write about that um so I don't really the stuff for LinkedIn and the stuff that I write about leadership is really not like
0: planned mm, I love ahead it. of time <laughs> so, so <I> mean, <laughs> me too I don't plan my LinkedIn post either I know like there's tools yeah. and resources that do all of that but Literally, I'll be reading one of your posts sometimes and I'll be like, "Mm, that just made me think about sharing this thought, you know, but that's right, right. what I love about LinkedIn as a platform, because it gives you the avenue to be able to share that with it. Like you said earlier, before we got on, now you have a bigger voice, right? Right. In our community.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and to your point, you know, maybe I'll read something that someone else posted and I'm like, you know what? Like. I think retail leaders need to hear about whatever because people don't give them enough credit ever.
0: <laughs> they really don't. You can see that by the amount of engagement on your actual posts when you right. write something. And you see, I'm like, the amount of managers that it just resonates with, you know? And like, mm-hmm. it's funny because I heard I was having this conversation the other day and somebody said, oh, you know, like I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to put it on the the executives and send them an email. I said, you should always send the email to the executives because they have far more time than a manager does. (laughs) I was like, really, a manager is like super busy. And, you know, I remember as I moved up, I was really happy when I got emails from the stores and like heard from Mm -hmm. people because they had this assumption that I was like, oh, I was so busy. I was like, no, my job then became to facilitate the needs of what everybody else, Wanted or needed to be successful, you know. So, I always try to yeah. encourage those managers to really reach out. Um, but what would be your like top tips then for somebody being like wanting to be a successful retail manager?
1: Um, I, I again like put your people first, um, work a varied schedule. So, like I said before, like close sometimes you know, work at 6am with your visual manager, sometimes do like, get your hands in everything. Um, And then also trust your team. And like, really, like, let them own things. Let them own things. And don't, like, they're gonna mess up, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let them make the mistake. Um, I had a new manager, she's doing the change order, she ordered, like, I don't know, like thirty dollars in pennies or something, right? Like it's fine. It's pennies. We'll yeah. never order them again. Right. So let people mess up. It's fine. Like that's why you're there to like, you know, educate them and we'll pick it up and we'll move on. Yeah. And it's all okay.
0: It's all okay. Be supportive, be positive.
1: Yep. And allow
0: people to grow, right? And what yes. would you say to somebody looking at you? that maybe is in a store manager role and thinking like, I can't do this forever. Cause you know, whatever I'm like maturing or I want to think about something else. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to them to encourage them to be able to, you know, maybe following your footsteps? Cause that's, it's hard for a lot of people in retail to, to think about what they're going to do next.
1: It's really hard. And I struggled with that for years. I didn't know what I, I knew that I couldn't do it forever and I didn't know what I wanted to do next. So, um, you absolutely can do something else uh because if you're a store manager you can do anything (laughs) you want if you can run a store you can absolutely do anything so i would say you know kind of step back and take a look at like what do you love to do you know what are you doing um in your free time um like what are you doing on your days off and just kind of like you know i would write before and after my retail shifts i would write at midnight i would write at eight in the morning i would fall asleep at my computer and you don't have to like go crazy or anything but um everything it all adds up so Mm -hmm. small steps like just small little steps along the way um and then pretty soon you'll turn around and you'll go oh wow look i just did all this stuff maybe i could make this a career
0: That's great advice, because small steps over time with consistency, like we know, when we're running a retail store, build Mm -hmm. the success, right? So it's the same kind of mindset, because a lot of times, it's like, you want to take this big leap, and you're like, oh, it's so much. But exactly what you're saying, I started writing a blog, just as part of the John Maxwell program. And literally, like 30 days later, I had like, 15 posts, like posts. So it was just like, a little bit every day and I, re- I was saying this, telling this story to somebody yesterday I was like I remember when I first started a LinkedIn group for retail. You like I don't know six years ago and I remember getting the first person on it and I was like yes I've got one yes. person to join my group and now we have over 4,000 users on the platform so it, yes you know it's incredible what you can do and retail managers have the most persistence Mm -hmm. and work ethic I've ever met so if you're you find this and you're watching this feel encouraged yes um to find out what your passion is like Kit said and what do you love to do and what do you do outside of work and you know start seeing exploring that seeing what you can do and and there is life after retail and you have so many skills that are cross-functional skills so many skills yes so yeah
1: you can do it literally anything (laughs) yeah
0: literally anyway (laughs) so it's been so wonderful kit to have you on the show thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having me and i'm gonna say again go follow kit read all her (laughs) posts she will keep you motivated and encouraged (laughs) is it real which i love (laughs) yeah and (laughs) share this in your retail community and subscribe and we'll see you on another episode of the positive effect